Hey everybody, welcome to episode four of uh, Berserker Medicine. I'm Kendall. Hey guys, it's Nafisa. And uh, today we should be a little bit quicker episode. We're going to discuss quick down and dirty of uh, applying for state licensing and your DA license and kind of what happens after graduation and uh, and uh, when you're when you're job hunting. So uh, to start off, uh, this isn't like an interview. This isn't uh, like how to do well on job interviews or what to look for for jobs or anything. That could be something down the line uh, for a different episode. This is just a real quick, you know, what uh, you should probably look look into, do your own research on where you're working and uh, you know, like what to prepare yourself for. So, uh, Nafisa, I'm living in Idaho and working in Idaho and uh, Idaho has a lot of different things than Georgia and uh so we'll kind of discuss the difference on the two sides or the two states. But uh, if you want to go ahead and start, um, I guess, for what you've done so far. Yeah, for sure. So I'm in the process. My situation is a little unique where I've looked into um, possibly having to relocate to a couple of different states. Um, so currently I'm currently doing this podcast from Georgia, but I've looked at uh, Tennessee. I've looked back into you know, licensing in Arizona, um, licensing in California, just for fun, uh, just to kind of like see the options out there. And, um, currently in Georgia where I guess where I am just in my licensure process is I started off really gung ho, um, right before we graduated and, you know, printed off everything, had it in a folder and somewhere between like right after the new year, I just got real wrapped up in like pants studying. And so I just kind of, pushed all of that aside. I was back home in Arizona and I basically was kind of thinking, well, I would have to go to the Georgia state board, drop off a lot of this stuff. I'm not going to sweat about physically being there to turn it in right now when I'm like 1200 miles away. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I, where I'm at. I actually, uh, just got home. Actually, I was running errands all day and uh, I was getting too. things notarized. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the process of, you know, getting things notarized, seeing, uh, where I needed to send a fingerprint card, if I needed a fingerprint card, why a fingerprint card was $20 one place and $70 another place. So it's a lot of moving parts, but uh, it'll come together. So hopefully soon. <laughs> where are you at in uh, your process? How's, uh, how are things in Idaho? So <clears throat> Idaho is sometimes I think in the stone age. <laughs> um, so Idaho, I'm, uh, I can only speak for from Idaho, I guess I should say, because uh, I didn't, uh, after graduating, I, I didn't stay in Georgia. But uh, um, so Idaho's process is is unique in the sense of you can apply for the application and, and they'll send you what you need, but you pretty much have to mail everything to them or fax everything. Like nothing is digital, Interesting. Uh, which is annoying. So all your payments either... Uh, yeah, they give you like a credit card form, but you have to mail that to them or fax it to them. Like, there's no like, I guess, secure way to do it over online, which is very annoying. And this is the state side of things. On the DEA side of things, uh, they th it's all online, mm -hmm. so that makes that's at least nice. But uh, so applying for my state license was kind of a fiasco. So I started I started the process like before graduation, so basically the beginning of December. Right, but um. I'm sure that most states are roughly the same way. You pretty much can't fully apply for your state license until you've 
you've passed pants because you have to have that uh, like certification number basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is for everybody who's listening to once once you graduate and you and you you know take your pants or you're getting ready to take your pants. Um, it's kind of like a two way street. Like if you take your pants sooner, then you can theoretically get licensed sooner. Mm-hmm. But if you delay because of, uh, you know, you need more time and stuff, which is absolutely fine to take pants, uh, then unfortunately you're, you're delaying your state licensing mm-hmm. as well as your DA license. So it's unfortunately it's like a double edged sword, but, uh, one thing that people should know, um, when they're applying for pants, I should say, is that like, on the NCCPA website, there's a section on there where it says like mail results or send results to. And uh, when you click on that, you can uh, basically specify which state mm-hmm. board of medicine to send that to. So um, like I chose Idaho board of medicine for my results to be sent there. And uh, that way they at least had that and I could finish my application process. But for the state of Idaho, um, there's like, I don't know, four or five things that they legitimately need. Mm -hmm. Um, So like they need a record of your schooling and then they also need like your uh, diploma, I think, (laughs) or at least a copy of it, which I think is interesting because they have to have like the school record. But anyway, if, if to me, if you have a diploma, then. It should be a school record, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but you had to have both of those. And then I, you had to have a fingerprint, uh, fingerprinting done. And the fingerprinting for me was the actual like holdup um, because they had to, for Idaho, they mailed me a fingerprinting card. Yeah. And then uh, because I'm, I live on my farm, like it's very rural. So I never got the original card. So they had to send it again and it was just a big fiasco. And, um, Anyway, finally got my fingerprinting card. Then you take that to like a sheriff's office or a police department to get your fingerprinting done, which that portion is digital because they can just do your fingerprints and then it just prints onto the onto the fingerprinting card. Mm-hmm. And then you have to mail that back to the state. So I will say this, and this was from my brother, you know, who is a medical doctor. Uh Tip for everybody who has to get their fingerprinting done, which usually should be like every state, is get multiple fingerprinting cards wherever you originally are. Agreed, yeah. Because once you get multiple ones, like if you're going to do like locums or try to go to a different state and also practice there, then you can just send out that that fingerprinting card and be squared away. I think that's actually a great uh, tip. And that's something during my running around today while I was you know, chomping on my flaming hot Cheetos because I was uh, <laughs> starving and like, it's just like, I need to get to the next police department here in Atlanta that will do these fingerprints. Um, I was just kind of thinking about that and I made some phone calls and then I was just like, okay, I am gonna, if I get my fingerprint, like when I do it, which is gonna be next week now, cause it's Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to get more than one copy. Like I was like, I'm not just gonna send off uh, one copy because I was like that's just silly like if I ever need it again if it gets misplaced like I just want to be one and done yeah so and then you also kind of reminded me just real quick on the fingerprint stuff too Tennessee is one of the states that I am looking at and so for their process uh, because I'm not in the state of Tennessee let's say what you would have to do and this might be different depending on same thing if I was uh, considering California as a place to work because I'm in Georgia uh, instead of doing the digital fingerprint you have to actually physically take that same card to uh, you know the sheriff's office like Kendall said or a local a local place that is uh, qualified to do it and then then I would have to send that into the 
agency, like the state board or whatever. And the interesting thing about that is I guess it's actually, some of them are still the ink rolling, depending on where you go. And so it's like the actual, or it's the digital, they just print it on the card like you were saying, but then you ship it off to your state. So it's kind of, so it is interesting. And then the state of Georgia does not need um, fingerprinting, at least for your initial state license. So I thought that was also interesting. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. So again, this is everybody just do your own research for wherever you're going to work, whatever state you're going to work at, um, because they all have different uh, prerequisites that you need. Um, But for sure, most likely you're going to need like for sure your pants uh, to be sent off to their that state board of medicine. And then most likely, usually you probably need the the fingerprinting. But if you don't, great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. and then they also have like the different uh, prerequisites that you could have to get. But I just encourage everyone to start that process as soon as possible because it just it's it's just a, has- a hassle. Like on average, <clears throat> on average, like you have credentialing on average for whatever workplace can take like up to three months usually. And then mm-hmm. uh, and that I think includes like just getting your state and DA license. But the DEA process like state usually takes a good like a couple weeks usually if everything's on the ball, but like DEA is going to take four to six weeks no matter what, which is a big bummer. And that's what currently I'm waiting on is my DEA portion. The thing about the DEA though, is that you can't even finish that application process until you've got your state license. So once you get your state license and have that number, you apply for the DA license, finish that whole application, which is the expensive one. And you put in your, your uh, state license, and send the application away and then you sit back and wait and then hopefully you're approved and uh whatever job you have whether it's a private practice or if you're in a hospital then uh you just they have to receive your licensing and then uh you finish your credentialing process and then you can start working but it's just uh for everybody listening the sooner you can get it done the better and just stay on top of it (laughs) because it's it's something that you can easily screw up yeah or you could be easily like missing one piece of information or um be looking at an old like checklist or something like that and then you're like wait what what's the hold up here um or even something like and, and honestly i think a lot of this just by talking to your professors your classmates who are also going through the process either in their state or like for example for fingerprinting right like i just went and asked a couple classmates about who had already done it and just piggyback off of them. Like, yeah, I feel like you've done throughout PA school Mm -hmm. and um, they kind of just led me to glory there. I think my biggest tip too is like any States that like for you, for the listeners out there, any States that you're considering um, on a day that you're like really bored or whatever, or you're like, I want to be proactive, but I I don't want to do any schoolwork, but whatever, you know, I want to, I don't want to search for jobs, whatever the case might be. Um, what I did, which was really helpful, was I printed out the checklist for both the states. I like posted up right by my printer, printed everything out. Uh, I'm referred to episode one. I'm kind of neurotic. I put it all in uh, <laughs> clear plastic covers and like a 0.5 inch binder. And honestly, that was like the greatest thing I did because today when I went to go get everything notarized, like I knew all my papers were there that I would need. Um, I didn't have to run around looking for a Kinko's. So that'd be my, my biggest tip too is... Uh, it's like Kendall said, it's super easy to, um, kind of get lost in the sauce or miss one tiny piece of paper. But if you kind of have your checks and balances, it just makes it a little bit easier for those like 
small mishaps to come up and for you to mitigate those. So, Yep. And I mean, the government's not going to call you, whether it's state government or federal government, like they're not going to call you and say, hey, you're missing this. They might email you and say, hey, this is like you have all of this, but you're missing this. And that's a luxury, too, like if they actually do that. But for the most part, it's on you to be on top of it. And I feel like most likely it'd be like your potential job being like, where are you at in the credentialing Mm -hmm. process? And you're like, uh, it should be done. And then you like you're like, oh, wait, sorry. So so I know like my job was expecting me to start work this month and uh, because of a couple fiasco, not unfortunately, not uh, not my fault. But on the state side, uh, you know, uh, and I'm now delayed. So it's kind of a pain in the butt. But I know like for those of you who are listening, like if you are having scholarships through the military, like the the Air Force or the Navy's uh, HSP program, I think it's what it's called or scholarship. I forget, but when they're paying for your school, but you owe them time. It's a different process as far as. You're not getting a state license, you're getting a federal license. That way you can work at any military post. Um, But the DA license is still federal, whether you're applying statewide or uh, in the military, like it's still gonna be a a federal DA license. So for those of you listening, just do your research on uh, what state you wanna work at and uh, what they need for prerequisites. That way you can just have it lined up, you know, be super organized like Nafisa, because it makes it a whole lot easier. Um, But the sooner you can try to get everything, uh, all your ducks in a row, then the better for you. Yeah. And I think like too, like also if you're like, oh, shit, I have to get everything like, like do it now. It's just like, no, just like kind of chunk out time and look at what you need. And like Kendall was saying, a lot of these states are going to require a lot of the same things, just like maybe in a different order. You might need references for like multiple states. So during clinical year, just put that into your preceptor's head. Hey, I don't know if I'm staying in wherever you are, like if they're, you know what I mean? Like just put it in their head that you might be circling back around closer to graduation and coming back for a letter of reference. Like they know that they're aware of that. And if they aren't, then you get to make them aware and keep, Mm -hmm. keep it moving. So, and this is just like a quick sidebar, I guess, for your jobs. But uh, I know a lot of us had problems with uh, Typhon when we were doing our clinical year and charting on Typhon. Uh, for those of you listening, Typhon is, uh, I think what most PA students have to use, I won't say all of them because I don't honestly know, but it's a program that uh, you go into and you log your patients in your clinical year mm-hmm. um, so they keep track of it. And uh, honestly, my my job or like the credentialing team wanted all of my Typhon records. So really? I was actually quite surprised. Yeah. So luckily, like I, I say it on top of mine, which I was fine with. They might have been like one sentences or like one sentence long of like this patient presented with this and are being treated for this or something. But but uh, yeah, like I had to send them like all what? my Typhon to to uh, to to show them that that, uh, you know, I've been seeing patients. Like, so you had to send, so did it send like the little box too at the bottom, like where you would type stuff in there? So I sent them, uh, so, so on the home or like you sent the log, I sent like the log, I guess you can say. So it's like, you can, you can like extract it for like a, a PDF of how many patients you saw or whatever. And it just gives like a brief statement of like what you, what you build them for or whatever, diagnose them Mm -hmm. with and what you build them with or whatever. And then like a brief summary of whatever they were there for and their demographics and everything. Dang, I didn't know that. (laughs) So those of you listening, uh, if you're doing Typhon, do Do your your Typhon. typhon. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think I'd have to use it, but uh, 
and luckily I still did it, but it was uh, annoying. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely still did my Typhon too, but if I had to like go out and print a log, I'd be like, oof, <laughs> all right, <laughs> here we go. But I don't know. That's cool though. Yeah. I like that. All righty. Hopefully uh, this again is just a quick episode down and dirty for those of you listening for uh, whether you're in PA school or getting ready, there's something to expect um, and try to get onto it sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I think hopefully this episode, depending on where you're like, like Kendall saying is kind of where you're listening or where you're at in PA school, hopefully this kind of excites you. You know, if you're down in the trenches in the textbook and you're like, what else do I have to expect? Hopefully you can listen to this and just get a little excited about all the other things that are, that are uh, to come. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and even mm-hmm. though the, the credentialing process is grueling, kind of, it, it's still, this is kind of an exciting, an exciting part. You know, it's one of the, one of those things you also won't get back. So. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a finish line thing. Yeah. So just a quick recap for our tips. Um, when you sign up for your pants, send uh, check check and see where you can send uh, the results to. Make sure you send it to whatever state you're planning on working at and their board of medicine. Uh, tip two. Yeah, tip two. Get multiple fingerprint cards. Yeah. Uh, tip three. Uh, Nafisa's neurotic tip number three. Uh, <laughs> get, get yourself a 0.5 size binder. It's super specific, but it's super important. Get yourself some uh, binders uh, or the one of those protective s- sleeves. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, just get organized. So tip number three. Be organized. Tip number four, always check up on, uh, see how it, how your credentialing is going. Don't forget about it. And um, I think, I feel like tip number five is just don't be afraid to, again, just like PA school, to ask people who have come before you, um, ask your professors, someone out there, you know, has been through it before. So don't be afraid to ask questions. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all for listening and uh, hope you have a good rest of your week or month or day or whatever, whenever this comes out. (laughs) See you guys on the next episode. So just let us know if you have any questions and um, have a good one. All right. Bye.